episode is sponsored by Trails Clothing. Head on over to trailsclothing.com and use my promo code HARMONY for 15% off your purchase. Trails Clothing is inspired by music and art, a little bit of southern style with that rock and roll flair. Head on over to trailsclothing.com and check out all they have to offer. Again, that is trailsclothing.com and use my promo code HARMONY for 15% off your purchase. Three nine one one, added to the emergency. Yes, um, uh, my son just called me, and uh, he told me he, oh my God, Carolina, uh, he killed his his baby, and he's in the house. Okay, you said that he told you he killed his baby. <laughs> okay. Hi guys, so before we begin, I wanted to say that I am battling some sort of lung infection. Now this is nothing new, I have been dealing with this since December. I've already seen my doctor and been on medication. However, the medicine didn't really work, I am not contagious, but this isn't really going away. Now, why am I telling you this? Because throughout this episode, you may hear my voice go a little hoarse and raspy. I just wanted to give you a heads up and let you know. If you can deal with that, then stick around because this case I have for you today is so fucked up. Also, before we begin, hi to all of my first timers. My name is Harmony and I'm your host here on What the Actual Left. You're probably wondering, what the actual left should I expect here, Harmony? Well, (laughs) it varies. You see, I like a lot of dark and fucked up shit. And luckily for me, a lot of dark and fucked up shit happens around our world. So I research into those things and I come here to tell you all of the things that I find. Naturally, these often range from true crimes to weird disappearances, odd conspiracies, and very terrifying hauntings. And most of the time, the stories I have for you will leave you wondering what the actual fuck was that? What the hell? What the fuck? People do that kind of stuff? Yeah, so welcome to What the Actual Left. And for all of you who listen every week, I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, okay, enough with the intros. Let me tell you a little bit about the case I have for you today. Before I do begin to run this case down, let me give you a trigger warning. If incestuous relationships bother you, this episode is not for you. Now, of course I think incest is disgusting and should bother everybody. What I mean is if you cannot handle hearing about it or the fact that children are born from incestuous relationships, this episode is not the one for you. Please go ahead and click off and do not continue. But for those of you who would like to stick around, here we go. The diary entries of a confused 11-year-old little girl led police to uncovering an incest scandal that still shocks America 
to this day. This insanely sordid tale began when Katie Platel turned 18 and decided it was time to track down her biological parents who gave her up for adoption in 1998. Alyssa's mother told sources that she received an email out of the blue from Katie and initially she believed that it was just spam. It read, I don't know if you're okay with this or not, but I thought I'd give it a shot. Hi. Then, after Katie sent them another email with links to results from a genealogy website, Alyssa and her husband Stephen Platel realized it was true. This really was their daughter. Of course, the first reunion between Stephen, Alyssa, and Katie in the summer of 2016 was a very joyous success. Within months of this amazing reunion of a young, happy family, Katie moved in with her family in Richmond, West Virginia. But what nobody knew was this was the beginning of very dark events. This is the dark, incestuous case of Stephen Platel. Now say that 20-year-old Katie Pladel and 56-year-old Anthony Fusco were killed in his pickup truck in New Milford yesterday by multiple gunshots from an assault rifle. Police say pulling that trigger was Stephen Pladel, who was Katie's father, husband, and father of her baby. Okay, okay, let's back this story up to the very beginning. In 1995, a young 20-year-old by the name of Stephen Platel was hanging out on the internet, like many of us did in the 90s. And this is where he met 15-year-old Alyssa Garcia. Ah, uh, young internet love. Quickly, the two took their relationship from just the interwebs to reality. Three years after the couple began dating, Alyssa would welcome their first daughter, Denise, in January of 1998. Now what should be a joyous time for these new parents quickly turned dark. You see, according to Alyssa, Stephen was abusive toward their infant daughter. She stated that he would pinch their newborn daughter until her body was left black and blue. Now, it is never my place to judge somebody and why they stay with an abusive partner. However, I am a person that if you abuse my child, <laughs> get the fuck out of my life. Because I'm taking my kid and I'm leaving. However, Alyssa decided to stay with Stephen, and she decided to marry him. And of course, at this time, the couple was very young and extremely poor. Alyssa and Stephen decided it was best to give up Denise for adoption. At the time, she was just eight months old. Later in an interview, Alyssa would tell people this was one of the hardest decisions she ever made, but she knew she had to do it because she wanted her daughter to live and be happy. Denise was quickly adopted by Anthony and Kelly Fusco. They then changed her name from Denise to Katie Fusco. She moved to Dutchess County, New York and began living her new life. This brings us to 2007, when Alyssa gave birth to her second child, another baby girl. At this point, Alyssa states that she felt that her and Steven were more grown up and ready and prepared to be parents. Then, in 2012, the small family welcomed another member, a third daughter. However, this wasn't the end to the growing family. As it seems, Denise would soon be back in the picture. Alyssa Platel is back. 
courageously speaking out about the tragic events that have unfolded since her husband Stephen's incestuous relationship with their biological daughter, a relationship that led to murder and suicide. I really hope that she realized how truly young she still is and that she has the chance to start over, and I hope she can. Well wishes from a mother for a daughter entangled in an incestuous relationship with her biological father. But Alyssa Platel's hopes for the daughter she gave up for adoption would never be realized. Katie Fusco was an aspiring artist who attended Dover High School. Katie was planning to attend college and pursue a career in digital advertising. A pen and something to draw on became a safe place for me. Ink became my weapon against rules and regulations. To be short, for me, a life without art is no life at all. Katie would write these words on a blog post of hers. Art was something she genuinely enjoyed and used to express herself. After she turned 18 in January of 2016, Katie became quite curious about her biological parents. You see, they had given her up for adoption when she was just eight months old. She began tracking them down and found Alyssa and Steven on social media. This is when she decided to send them a message. The parents at first were a bit weary. Was this actually their daughter? As soon as it was verified that it was, the parents were elated and wanted to reunite with her. Now Katie had plans to enroll in the local community college after her graduation. Instead, she decided to move in with her biological parents and her two sisters in Henrico County, Virginia. Just as I stated earlier in this tale, we are now arriving at a point that should be happy. Stephen and Alyssa have just reunited with their long-lost daughter. They should be thrilled and enjoying their family together. But things weren't going that great. Not with Stephen and Alyssa, at least. The couple had already been sleeping in separate beds for months before Katie came back into their life. I was always on eggshells, whatever his mood was. Everybody knew, and that mood was often not happy. A lot of yelling, a lot of things smashed in the house, and in front of kids. That is a statement directly from Alyssa. She even told Katie that Stephen Plato had abused her when she was just a baby and that that played a huge part into why she was given up for adoption. But Katie didn't seem to be bothered by this. Or maybe she just didn't believe Alyssa. Whatever the reason, she didn't seem too concerned that her father was hurting her as a child. But maybe she should have been, because Stephen pinching his newborn infant daughter all those years ago was just the beginning of some horrendous things that he would do to her. Stephen's behavior completely began to change when he met Katie. He began changing his look and how he would dress. He started wearing skinny jeans and form-fitting shirts so that he could look good. Now yeah, him and his wife were having issues and maybe he wanted to kind of feel good about himself, right? Dress nice, feel good, going through a hard time, look in the mirror and go, yeah, you got this. But no, he wasn't dressing well for himself. He was doing it to impress his very own daughter. He even shaved his beard and let his hair grow long so that he could appear younger, all in hopes of catching the eye of his 18-year-old biological daughter. I think I'm gonna be sick! Huh? This brings us to about six weeks after Katie moved in. 
Stephen began sleeping on the floor in her bedroom. Instantly, Alyssa was like, okay, <clears throat> that's fucking weird. So she confronts Stephen about this. He said it was none of her business and stormed out of the house with his daughter, Katie. Red flag. Red fucking flag. Anyways, Alyssa ended up moving out of the house in November of that year. She did share custody of her two children with Stephen. At the time, Alyssa didn't really have any idea what was going on with Stephen and Katie, but she had some suspicions. She had no idea though, just how dark and how far their relationship had truly gone. All I gotta say is uh, buckle up, cause from here, <laughs> it gets real weird. He left the baby dead when he left. Okay, where did, where did he leave the baby? Okay, he said it was in the... What's his last name? Same as mine. When did oh, this happen? He said he left last night. He called me, I think it maybe about seven last night and said he was on his way to New York. He was going to bring to his wife and give it to her. And then he'd be back. And, and he called me this morning. I, I just got off the phone just a couple of minutes ago. And he told, and I, Oh God, he told me to call the police that I shouldn't go over there. Okay, so the son is, uh, so your son is not there? No, no, the house is empty. The, oh, he said he put a key under the front mat. To take a key to get into the house under the front mat. Did he say how he did it? Or what no, he did? I, I didn't ask him. I didn't ask him. I didn't want to know. Oh my God. In May of 2017, Alyssa's suspicions would be confirmed. This is when Alyssa stumbled upon her 11-year-old daughter's journal, and in the journal, it confirmed Katie's pregnancy. Her daughter also mentioned that she and her sister were told by Stephen, their father, to refer to Katie as their stepmom rather than their sister. Immediately after reading what she does in her daughter's journal, Alyssa calls Stephen. Excuse me, is Katie pregnant with your baby? To which Stephen replies, I thought you knew, we're in love. Oh my God, that's so fucking nasty. And of course, Alyssa thought it was nasty too, cause it is. She instantly started screaming and she started cussing at him. How could you? You are fucking sick. She's a child. She's your child. Th those were the words from Alyssa. After the call, Alyssa called the police. This is when police officers decide to interview Steven and Alyssa's children. However, because our system is phenomenal, no arrest were made. BTW, that phenomenal, was absolute sarcasm. You are quickly going to learn just how much the system failed. The signs were there. Something very illegal was happening. But this incestual relationship would be the least of their worries. As soon, there would be murder.
Alyssa's ex-husband and father of their daughter, Katie, Steve Platel, would murder the 20-year-old, kill the baby he fathered with her, and take the life of Katie's adoptive father before turning the gun on himself. The horrific tragedy happening just nine months after Steve married Katie, and two and a half months after they were both arrested for incest. Just two months after his divorce from Alyssa was finalized, Stephen Plato married his very own daughter. He married Katie in Parkton, Maryland on July 20th, 2017. At this point, someone absolutely should have said something. But no one said anything, therefore this union was not stopped. Everybody involved lied on their applications and stated the two were unrelated. Now, many of you know if you get married, you need witnesses. And surely, if you're like me, you wouldn't go to a wedding that is between a father and a daughter. However, there were plenty of guests at this ceremony, including Stephen's parents and Katie's adoptive parents. What the fuck? You see, that's it. This is one of those what the actual F moments. What the actual fuck did Harmony just say? People were okay with this. Yes. Yes, they fucking were. Gross! You see, apparently, Katie's adoptive parents believed that there was nothing they could have done and believed that it was just best to support Katie. No! Look, I am not going to tell people how to parent, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a, let's just say, advice. If your child or your grandchild or your adoptive child, if somebody in your family wants to marry somebody in their family, in your family, someone of blood, I don't know, just hear me out. Say something. Stop it from happening. Cause that's fucking nasty. Oh, and illegal, not to mention the amount of trauma that causes. Again, I'm not gonna tell you how to parent or how to take care of your family, but all I gotta say, is don't let family marry family. Speak up and say something! Cause it's nasty. And if it wasn't enough that the two got married, well, they would soon welcome their very own bundle of joy into the world. <laughs> oh my god, this is just getting worse and worse. Katie gave birth to her brother, I'm sorry, her son, i.e. her father's baby, whom they named Bennett. Katie and Stephen then moved to a house on a cul-de-sac in Nightingale, North Carolina. I'm sure the two believed that they would live there happily ever after there. But there was very little time to be happy. This joyous time in this newlywed's life welcoming their brand new bundle of joy would soon come to an end. Katie and Stephen were quickly arrested on incest charges in January. They were then released on bond and ordered to have no contact with each other. Stephen's mother was granted custody of Katie and Stephen's son, Bennett. Katie then moved back in with her adoptive parents. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Katie would travel to her grandmother's house in order to see her son. This was located in Waterbury, Connecticut. Now, I don't agree with incest relationships, but the baby in question didn't do anything wrong, so they allowed Katie to still see her child. Again, there's a very real newborn involved in this case. Or there was. Guys, we're about to enter the worst part of this. 
where not just one person meets the end of their life, but four. Prepare yourself. This one isn't easy to digest. Hearing that he murdered her and the baby and the father, it took the wind out of me. I was just sobbing. As I mentioned, every Tuesday and Thursday, Katie would go see her son. Stephen knew that Katie made this visit every week. Which brings us to the night of April 12th. Stephen drove to New York in order to meet up with Katie. However, Katie was unaware of this meeting. Stephen planned to ambush her. Katie called Stephen in order to end their relationship. Before meeting up with her on April 11th, Stephen stole their baby from his mother's house. He then brought the baby back to his house. This is when he decided to suffocate his own son and grandchild. He then discarded of Bennett's body in a closet. Stephen waited outside of their home in order to watch Katie and her adoptive father leaving. Stephen then proceeded to follow them, and when Katie and her adoptive father stopped at a stop sign, he came up to the vehicle and began shooting, killing both Katie and Tony Fusco. Once the murders were done, Stephen then turned the gun on himself. Now, I have played a 911 call a few times in this podcast. This call was made by Stephen's mother. She told the dispatcher that her son admitted to killing his baby boy. Quote, he left the baby dead. He told me to call the police and I shouldn't go over there. His wife broke up with him yesterday over the phone. She's in New York and he told me that he's on his way after bringing the baby to her and that he was coming back. Now, Alyssa Platel struggles to this day to make sense of everything. She says that she's grieving over all of this. She's sad, she's upset, but she also wants to make something good come out of all of this. According to Alyssa, she wants to open up everybody's eyes about incest. Incestuous relationships are a very real problem, not just in America, but all over the world. Yes, I know in some countries, incestuous relationships are kind of normal. I don't understand it, but that's a thing. However, science does back up the fact that having an incestuous relationship that could lead to the offspring of a child is not good. A lot of problems can occur with that newborn baby. DNA that is so closely related just shouldn't be mixed. So Alyssa wants to take this extremely tragic event and make people aware. It is heartbreaking that this happened. Maybe this is just my opinion, but I strongly believe when the first reports of incest were told to the police, they should have done more. They should have ensured that there was no contact between Katie and Stephen. Maybe at the very least, they could have stopped these murders from occurring. And before anyone jumps in my email and starts attacking me for that, I am by no means blaming the police for the horrific actions of Stephen Platel. After all, it was Stephen who pulled the trigger. It was Stephen who suffocated his newborn son. And it was Stephen who took his own life. And even though we know who the monster is behind this gruesome crime, there will never be justice. And sadly, that is how this tale ends. To be quite frank, it's been a difficult roller coaster of emotions because I am so devastated by the loss of Katie and her adoptive dad and baby. But it is such a relief to know that I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore to see if Steve is there. 
I am thankful for the children that I have from him that I still have today. Outside of that, I did feel for a very long time that he was not a person that was very deserving to be on this earth anymore. What'd you think? That is the disturbing and dark case of Stephen Plato, an abusive and deeply dark disturbed man who started a intimate relationship with his young daughter, married her, and then proceeded to have a child with her, which would lead to this dark and gruesome murder-suicide. I don't know what you think about this case, but in my eyes, it's fucked up. Stephen Plato was a truly disturbed man, and I personally really wish that Katie could have gotten help from somebody. Sadly though, that is not the case. I would love to know what your take is all about Stephen. What do you think about Katie? Do you think that something else could have been done to possibly stop the murders? When Alyssa left Stephen, should she have done maybe a little more to bring awareness to her suspicions? I would just love to hear your take on this. If you want to do that, send me an email at whattheactualeffharmony at gmail.com. And if you have any cases, conspiracies, hauntings, tales, anything strange and unusual that you just want me to look into, send that as well. I really appreciate all of you who do reach out and send me any input, any advice, and cases for me to check out. And to those of you who just tune in every week, I appreciate that as well. I hope to all of my first-timers, you liked this episode and decide to stick around. But this does bring us to the end of the episode. Once again, thank you for sticking around and hearing all about the extremely fucked up Stephen Plato. I can't wait to come here next week and tell you more of the dark tales from around our world. But until then guys, stay safe. I love you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Goodbye!